What is up, y'all? It is the Two Minute Drill, episode freaking seven. Gabe, you told me something that I thought was pretty awesome the other day, and you told me that we have made it further than what, like seventy five percent of podcasts? That's a lot. It's I don't I don't I used to know the percentage, but it's a lot of podcasts don't even make it to seven episodes. Yeah, like I, I I was I was pretty I was pretty pumped. Like this is a this is a podcast I thoroughly enjoyed doing. This is a podcast that's uh I know you thoroughly enjoy doing and and we seem to always get uh good uh good well, feedback on them. And and I think that we may get the best feedback on this one because I think that people are really going to enjoy this one because of really our main topic and that's best running backs in the league and, and truthfully I think y'all will be surprised at maybe some of the lists that we have and the lists that we've created but the first things first I've got to talk about really quick unless Gabe you're dying to I actually I'm going to let you start with what are your thoughts on the Everson Griffin signing for the freaking Dallas Cowboys that's like hot off the press like an hour ago as of recording like what are your thoughts I think it is a possibly great move the only issue with the uh, Cowboys is besides D-Law, that defensive line was like elite three, four years ago. Now, I just don't know how everyone is. With Adam Smith coming back, if he's actually back to kind of what he was before, maybe not his like best seasons, but if he's not going to go to rehab or get kicked out again, then... uh. I think or that show, defense could be one of the best. Or show up to an airport with a loaded gun saying he's going to bomb the place. He has a gun. He had, he, had, yeah. he had a gun that was loaded, but he said, I'm going to bomb the place. Like, so right now, they have Demarcus Lawrence, Jared McCoy, Don Terry Poe, and Crawford slash Griffin. Yeah, That's, just, yeah. Like, honestly, three years ago, best defensive line in the NFL easily. Now... It depends on how McCoy and Poe and Griffin plays. But so, D-Law's a top I, defensive end, so I, I was I'm literally looking at this tweet. This is from about twenty minutes ago. Listen to this, y'all. Everson Griffin was better than his sack total showed in nineteen. We've talked about this before. Sack totals are are a load of bunk. Eighth in QB knockdowns, higher than Nick Bosa, Aaron Donald, and Cam Jordan, and he was nineteenth in hurries. Guys, the dude still plays well. He was playing opposite Daniil Hunter, who great young player. And he's not even young; he's twenty six. But um, he, he was playing opposite Daniil Hunter, who does not hold—I wouldn't say a candle—but he, he's he's nowhere near the level of Demarcus Lawrence, especially in in, in run uh, defending. So, I think that Everson Griffin is going to come in, and he's going to seamlessly especially in Mike Nolan's defense. He's going to seamlessly fit in and seamlessly replace Robert Quinn. And I think that at the end of the day, this this move right here just made um, the Cowboys huge winners right now because of the fact that they that they were they're back, they're back into their defense. Their secondary was just, I mean, I think like there was like one player that any person has ever heard of. Uh, not really. I mean, I could name you their starters, but they're not good. Anthony Brown's their number one corner and then you could say um dude from alabama whose name i just completely forgot their their rookie corner in the second round um but the fact of the matter or whatever no not jadobi awuzie he's he's getting he's not making it past this year um i can't believe i can't think of his name doesn't matter but um this front seven now if they're all healthy 
I'm just going to put it out there. This is the best front seven in the league. I mean, you've got you've got Lawrence, then you've got Griffin. They're they're going to pin their ears back and go. Then you've got Poe and McCoy. Are they who they were? No. Don Terry Poe's never lived up to his incredible combine out of Memphis, but um, good enough. He's still been good. Players. Yeah, exactly. And then you have Layton, if his neck can hold up. You have Jalen Smith, horrible year last year, but whatever. Um, and then you have, um, holy crap, just went freaking blank as a blank as a wall. Um, Joe Thomas, like that front seven is pretty good. Um, so I, I, I mean, especially with the fact that that um, I mean, everybody's talking about the Seahawks and I believe the Forty ers Oh, Seahawks and Vikings, yeah. And then the Cowboys just go and swoop in and just like. Out of literally nowhere. That's like the Jim Ross RKO out of nowhere. If you don't know what that is, get out of here, Gabe. But I, I know like, what that is. <laughs> it came out of absolutely nowhere. Um, and I, and I think that, that at the end of the day, Stephen Jones, like props to you for, for getting a guy who just a few years ago, I can't, I think it was three years ago. He was a pro bowler. Um, and it's not like he's 85 years old. So pro, g- great signing in my opinion. I mean, honestly, imagine if they didn't get rid of Byron Jones. That Cowboys defense, I mean, it would be one of the best in this year, this coming year. They, you know, they didn't want to get rid of Byron, but they were they they had no choice but to. They had to when the Dolphins when the Dolphins came out and offered him what like nineteen million bucks a year, twenty million bucks a year. Yeah, they, I mean, there was no way they were going to pay that because they ha- still had to pay Dak. So they had to I mean, what are you they do? had to, yeah, exactly, exactly, and and they had to restructure deals and all that this year, and um, but yeah, no, I I I love the move for the Dallas Cowboys, I really do, um, and and that's funny because I love, and I'm not going to get straight to our uh, main point unless unless you want to, do you want to get no, straight to our main point? Okay, longer. okay, so like, what now? Now that we know who's officially opted out. No big names besides the the four or five that we mentioned last week. Like now, with college football being like, who knows what's going to happen with that? I know Big Twelve's come out. I know SEC's come out. I know ACC's come out and said like we're playing. But like, what are we making of like the NFL and then college and like th- we're just in unprecedented times? And like, what are we what are we making of what's going to happen? Because the NFL season kicks off in less than thirty days. I think it's like 28 days, but uh, NFL season is going to, they're going to play throughout the whole year. There's no way not anything will, the only thing that will stop them is if every single, all 32 quarterbacks get COVID in the same week. Otherwise it's nothing. It'll be whatever. And then college, I mean, it sounds like they're playing. I mean, I think big tens, like teams can go play somewhere else, but so, I, don't, so I don't know if that will happen. I think, and I was I was just talking to a client about this today. Is there is it's it's it shows such hypocrisy on the NCAA's level. the The reason why the NCAA is trying to force the player's hand of not playing this year is because you have Trevor Lawrence, who is the face of college football, um, and he has been for the past two years. Um, regardless of what people say, he has been the face of college football. He has come out and said he wants to create a players union. And guys, like if there was a players union in the NCAA, 
the NCAA ceases to exist as we know it. And Mark Emmert knows that. And so he's, he's pressured these schools and I'm just going to call it what it is. He's pressured these schools into saying like, we're done. And I, I, I just don't, I, I don't see a season happening. I, I really don't. Maybe I'm, um, cynical. Maybe I'm negative. I don't know, but I don't see a season happening and I want there to be a season. Like, well, 100%, I want there to be a season. But I think when push comes to shove, when kids go back to school, you're going to see these numbers spike for good or for bad. You're going to see COVID numbers spike. And what's the first thing that happens when these numbers spike? People just automatically want to retreat and they automatically want to just pull back. Big East canceled all fall sports today. Um, I mean, like, there's some major things happening. And at the end of the day, I don't think the NCAA just wants it to be eight teams in the sec. I know there's 10 teams in the sec or 11 actually. Um, but at the end of the day, it's, it's eight. Nobody cares about Kentucky or Vanderbilt. Um, and there's going to be like three teams in the big 12 and like one team in the ACC. There's going to be 10, 11, 12 teams playing meaningful games. I mean, you know what I mean? I mean, I, I disagree with the team count, but besides that, because I mean, Texas alone has five or whatever. They're all going to play. So they're gonna they're gonna play, but like at the end of the day, you're gonna have the top twenty five. I mean, the top twenty five is gonna be nothing but Big Twelve, ACC. You could say Conference USA maybe because they still haven't canceled the season, and then uh, 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 SEC. Like you're gonna have these teams, and at the end of the day, who's gonna end up at the top? It's gonna be Alabama, and it's gonna be Clemson. Nobody in the you know, Big Twelve is doing anything. Get out of here. Oh, you will be able to. So okay, so they've been so, up there the last like three years. I don't want to hear anything else. And then and then and then what happens? They get into the first round of the playoff and they get absolutely destroyed. I didn't say they because, were going to win it because I they, said they were going to be up they there. Have to play defense. They have to because there's nobody else in the freaking Big Twelve. Texas sucks. Texas, we're back. Shut up, Sam Ellinger, you idiot. You suck. They're back for like seven weeks and then they were the they were back. Anyways, I don't really care before. about college football. So it's it's just I mean. I, I, I'm one, sorry. one thing is like I, Dex, uh, Trevor Lawrence did say that he wants to play, and he gave pretty good reasons on why he thinks. Well, of course he, he does because he's cashing a fat check. No, no, no that, doesn't, he, that doesn't that doesn't matter at all. He's getting money no matter what. He's, he's a, like you say, he's a face of college football. He's he's, he's not hurting he's for money. Incentive, he's he's getting incentive money as no, well. Nothing. <laughs> his draft stock isn't being affected at all. He's probably getting money on the side, anyways. So probably is the Pope uh, Catholic is the Pope Catholic. Hey, I, you you can't say yes or no unless you actually know. And I, I know. and me and you best, are I'm not friend, his I'm, friends. I'm best friends. With, I'm best friends with Trevor Lawrence. He just texted me, "Hey, brother, I, I'm actually getting paid. Just cashed a check." Um, like no, <laughs> it, it's just it's it's just um, I I, I don't know. And, and again, I could kill the NFL, and and I will kill the kill the NFL here in a, here in a little bit, but. It's just make up your damn. For doing a like, football podcast, you're very anti NFL. <laughs> well, it's not that I'm anti NFL. I'm anti dumbass. Is what it boils down to. And I hate to be oh. so blunt. And I hate to be so, so frank. But anti people. Like, no, I'm not anti people. I mean, my job is with people for crying out loud. Yeah, maybe but there's th- a maybe lot of dumb people. I, <laughs> you know, you know that, that that's a good point. But no, it's it's just. Um, Speaking of dumb people, talk about a segue. And I was just looking at our show notes, and this is what reminded me. Oh, yeah. 
what the hell is wrong with you, DeAndre Baker and Quentin Dunbar? Like, like I, there is no Dude, other way to. Dunbar got so lucky. He, yeah, he got <laughs> so lucky, and and then and then you have DeAndre Baker. Like, Gabe, give the people the 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 details on what happened on this. Give them your thoughts, and I'm just gonna. I guarantee, I'm just gonna agree with your thoughts. So DeAndre Baker and Quentin Bar- uh, Dunbar was they were. I believe they were at like a poker game or something. And some one thing led to another. He ended up stealing from like four people with a gun. So it's like pretty serious kind of thing. This is an NFL player. This is an NFL player, yeah. and it's not Aaron Hernandez. He he was drafted in the first round. He has like I don't know ten twelve million dollars in the bank, and he uh, robbed like probably three thousand dollars worth of stuff. And the people I don't. <sighs> They said insufficient evidence for Dunbar. Don't understand how you can have insufficient evidence for one player, but not the other whenever they were both there together. But I guess... That's called they had sufficient funds. They had like they had like a getaway car or something, or their friend came by and picked them up. I mean, it, 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 I mean that was probably a few months ago whenever that happened. But now he's... So now he's being charged with four counts of robbery with a firearm. He's an idiot. How, why are you stealing? Well, even if it's a hundred thousand dollars, why are you stealing from people whenever you just joined the NFL? That, that is something truthfully, like at the end of the day, like he did not listen to Chris Carter. Chris Carter said, you always have to have a fall guy. Apparently Dunbar had a fall guy and that was bigger. Clearly he had it. You know, I told there there was a cowboy player um, last year. I forget who it was. I can't remember who it was. There was a cowboy. You can player name last any year. of them. All of like half the teams <laughs> been in jail, <laughs> and and he got arrested for for marijuana at like three in the morning. And no, I think it was five o'clock. Yeah, it was five o'clock because it broke the news at like six o'clock, and I was training a client at six thirty. And I said, "Hey, Tommy, did you hear what happened?" And he goes, "No." And so I told him, and I was like, "Bro, like." Have a fall guy, like, dude, you're you're in the NFL, like, go pay somebody a hundred thousand dollars. Wait, or give don't me one second, or just don't be an idiot. Yeah, I mean, yeah, like, and then you wanna you wanna pull out a gun like a gangbanger, bro? You have guys like very, this is very serious. You have guys that would literally kill to be in your position, kill, like, literally kill somebody to be in your position. And here you are gangbanging it out, going to a poker room that, by the way, was probably illegal. And you want to steal money. You want to you want to pull out a gun. Give me your money, bro. You have like twelve million dollars in, in 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 earnings. Give me a break, you idiot. Like it, that's just that's where it comes. Like I hate stupidity. Like I just hate stupidity. I have no patience for stupidity. I have no. Um. I, I don't understand stupidity. I don't get stupid. Like. Stop being stupid. I mean, some some of it's like understandable and stuff with like upbringing, but for the most part, it's like once you get into that position, you need to mature pretty quick. Put yourself around people who know better than you, Mm -hmm. mature, and stop being a gangbanger. You are signed to the NFL. Like, come on, dude. Like that. That's just, and I. I could go around in circles just saying the same thing, but it's just, it's inexplicable that you want to pull out a gun and start robbing people when you're in, it's inexplicable just in general, but 
when you're in the NFL, like, and you were a first round pick, I believe he went to Georgia and he was a really good player at Georgia. Um, he was there with Roquan Smith, but like, why, why? Like, did you, did you really think you were going to get away with this? <laughs> yeah. But like, he, obviously he wasn't thinking whenever he did all this. Maybe he was. If he was, then he has a lot more issues. You know, it reminds me of the Madden. There was a Madden. I don't know what year it was, and you would, you would, you would make a bad play in Madden. And John Madden, this is when he still commentated the games. John Madden would come over and he would say, "It's not what were, or it's not. Uh, oh, it's not what were you thinking. It's why weren't you thinking." And it, I'm just reminded of that in this is it's not what Quentin Dunbar or uh, uh, DeAndre Baker. It's not what were you thinking. It's why weren't you thinking? Like, come on, bro. Like, just just don't do that. Speaking of, and I'm gonna segue that. I promise y'all, this is gonna be a good segue into our main topic. Our main topic is gonna be why Ezekiel Elliott is the best running back in the NF freaking L. Incorrect. And I could talk about. I could talk about why wasn't he thinking when he pulled that chick's dress down at the uh, uh, at the St. Patrick's Day Parade. I could talk about why wasn't he thinking when he did all these stupid things. But what I can't tell and what I can't say about Ezekiel Elliott is that the dude has never missed a game due to injury in his career. What did you say last week, Gabe? Being available is the number one thing. Tell me your top 10. Give me your reasons why. I'm going to shut up for however long this takes. Okay. My top 10. It has Zeke, but he's definitely not number one. I have Christian McCaffrey, number one. The reason why is the Panthers pretty much had nothing last year. And no matter what, Christian McCaffrey got the ball and he made something positive happen. He can catch. He runs like he runs like a wide receiver. He catches like a wide receiver. He can break tackles. He's not scared of physical players or anything. Um, and he's he's pretty much what you want as a, a running back in this day and age. 20 years ago, maybe not. You want more of a bruiser. But he, he might be a little bit smaller. And he takes a lot of hits. But uh, he without him, the Panthers would have been nothing less year. Number two... Is quads. Barkley is going to be the best running back for the next uh, seven years. He pretty much has everything. I mean, he's he has a size of Zeke. He's not as fast as Chris McCaffrey, but up there. The only downside I have to say on him is he has been he got hurt like once or twice already. So that's kind of he he was hurt week two of last year, and then he re-injured his. His ankle, he was a high ankle sprain. He was out yeah. for like nine games. And then he got re-injured, I think it was in week 13. It was right when he came back from yeah. fantasy playoffs and everybody's like, oh my God, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to win. And then he goes out that next game and just tears his ankle up again. A little side note, Drew Brees can suck it. Anyways, Zeke I have at number three. And it's, it's not really like my top five are pretty much, you could put them anywhere. Like... Honestly, if you put Zeke one, I'm not going to be that upset with it because they're all good. I just, in this day and age, I think a pass catching back that can also is an elite runner is better than a running back that can run the ball behind one of the best 
offensive lines with one of the best wide receiver cores with a above average quarterback. I, I just don't see how that's that scary. Now, number four, I have Derrick Henry. Mainly because of last year and how every defense they played would not tackle him. Even Earl Thomas was saying, oh, we ain't, we ain't scared to tackle while he was talking bad about the Patriots. And then that very next game, Earl Thomas was blocking for Henry. So that was always a good one. And number five might surprise some people just because he's on the Bengals and the Bengals have sucked for the last 15 years. They made playoffs and stuff, but they never were really scary. And that would be Joe Mixon. Now, he started his NFL career off pretty rocky with the punching that girl in the face. But... The uh, I mean, ever since then he's pretty great. He was still he was still at OU at that time. Yeah, but he was about to join. He was about to go into NFL. Um, have you if you've ever seen that video, you should watch it. If you haven't seen the video, you should go watch it. Um, but he's pretty much he does everything. He can catch, run. I mean, he's pretty much the ideal kind of back that you would hope to draft. Um, the one guy that I thought wasn't going to be this good but he actually is playing really well would be nick chubb at number six that browns running group is amazing with him and uh, hunt now chubb he, he had his like a second most yards last year only behind henry and i mean there's no reason why the browns didn't win more he was uh, he was an elite running back um the one the only player on my list that I don't actually like, and I don't really know why I don't like him, but it's number seven is Dalvin Hook. And he's just, I don't know. Because he can't stay healthy and he wants like $16 million. He wants to reset the market. Well, you idiot, how about you stay healthy? That that could be true. I mean, it's, I don't know. Maybe I'm just not super high on most elusive backs. Like he, uh, maybe I like the bigger backs. Like just go hit. He, I mean, he's he's fast. I mean, I I don't think he's a game breaker. Um, number eight is Aaron Jones, and one thing I noticed on Aaron Jones is he had like sixteen touchdowns last year, a, a little over a thousand yards, which is just a crazy crazy amount for me. Uh, number nine is Alvin Kamari. He would probably be higher if he wasn't hurt all year, but even with him being hurt, he only had like five hundred rushing yards. But he had like 81 receptions, which is just outrageous for a running back. Now, I was kind of iffy on him. He's it, Between him and Josh Jacobs, we're kind of like battling head-to-head. And the only reason I didn't put Josh Jacobs is just because he was younger and Alvin Kamari had so many receptions. It was just an, an outrageous amount. Then number 10, I have Philip Lin- Philip Lindsay. And he's another one of those kind of underrated backs. He's with the Broncos, and he does everything. He's quick, elusive. I mean, he's a hard-nosed running back. You know, um, when I first saw yours, I was pretty – you know, I honestly didn't have a whole lot of complaints, truthfully. Um, I mean, to be fair, there's not that many great running backs. So it's pretty easy to like eh, – I mean, you can just just mix them around a little bit, and it's what you want. Exactly, exactly, and, and that's um, 
I mean, truthfully, guys, I'm going to quickly run down my 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 list, and and y'all will see that we pretty much have very similar lists. Um, besides the number one, of course, being being different, and that my number one is, is Zeke. Talked about it last week. Um, dude is a bowling ball. He's the best blocking running back in the league, um, and that's not even close. And like I mentioned last week, and and all y'all cowboy lovers that are still reminiscing on the 80 years ago heyday of the 90s um can can attest to this he's the best blocking running back truthfully since emmett smith why does that matter you can just put a tight end he can block why does that matter yeah why does that matter what's the difference between being an, an elite blocking running back and an average one What's I feel, the I feel like because, I feel like ninety percent of running backs can block. No, no, because what what do what do what do most um, running backs do? Is they go right at your legs. Okay, what are the best? What are the best um, uh, rushers? Rushers. So typically outside linebackers. What are the best outside linebackers? And exactly. So when you can take them head on. A, you're showing me toughness, and that's huge. You can't teach toughness. You just can't. You're either tough or you're not. Something that you will not argue with Zeke or cannot argue on Zeke is that he's that he's not tough. Zeke, Zeke is as tough as they come. Again, like I said, he he hasn't missed a, a game due to injury in his career. Second thing is when you are able to have a guy that is in there blocking but still could be a threat receiving let's just say he slips out let's just say he 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 chips on a guy and then and then drops out for a screen or whatever it would be the fact that you have you're able to still have in today's day and time typically for um pass catchers on 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 the field at any given time if you take out the running back with a tight end and then three wide receivers um because we're no longer playing two wide receiver sets anymore um the fact that you are able to keep a guy out there who is a weapon typically the tight end, um, and not just have him in there as a blocker is another huge thing. The fact that Zeke is is such a good blocker is incredible. And you could say the same thing about Emmett Smith. The fact that he was such a good blocker allowed Alvin Harper to go out and have his great years to parlay it into Bucks, uh, to a Bucks contract, allowed Michael Irvin, and I'm not saying that Michael Irvin wouldn't have been great even without Emmett because he would have been, but it allowed Michael Irvin to, without his game-breaking speed, being one of the best route runners in the league, arguably ever, um, get those quick slant routes so that get those hitch routes, get those, get those ends or those digs or whatever it would be. So the fact that he's one of the best blocking or that he is the best blocking running back in my opinion, since Emmett Smith is, is a huge thing. And another thing, and Tommy, I have you to thank for this is he's shown a willingness to catch the football. And that's something that they don't, people don't talk a lot about Zeke because he doesn't have the game breaking speed that Christian McCaffrey does. He doesn't, um, uh, he doesn't have designed place for him typically besides the one or two screens a game that Scott Linehan used to run. Um, but the dude's shown a willingness to catch the ball. I mean, I'm looking last year. Um, he had 54 receptions on 71 targets the year before he had 95 targets on 77, 77 receptions. I mean, the dude has shown a willingness to go out there um, and, and catch the ball. Doesn't drop a whole lot. Um, so, Case in, case in point, so last year, Christian McCaffrey on 142 targets with an 81.7 catch percentage. Zeke um, had, uh, let's just take his best year, 95 targets at an 81.1% completion or a catch percentage. So is he Christian McCaffrey receiving-wise, Alvin Kamara receiving-wise? No, and I don't think anybody's going to sit here and say he is. But um, Zeke is 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 a is a good pass catcher running back. Number two, Christian McCaffrey. I'm not even going to talk one, about one, that. Can I do one thing about Zeke? Yeah, 
Do you think he was worth that high pick? Yes. What about Barkley? It's different because because when Zeke was picked and 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 let me pull this up, I believe he was picked in the twenty sixteen draft. Mm-hmm. Um, right, when right he in was, front of Jalen Ramsey. When when he was picked, um, the Cowboys at the time, if I'm remembering right, had a oh no, he, yeah, he was picked fourth. Okay, so when he was picked, the Cowboys had a pretty decent team, if I'm remembering right. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. So, so they they were first in the NFC East. Yeah, I mean, so so they were thirteen and three that year. So at the end of the day, yeah, because that's the year that they had gone eight and, or seven and ten, six and ten, I think, the year before. At the end of the day, he was what they needed to to bring them over the top. Uh, Saquon Barkley has not brought the the Giants over the top. Now, that is that his is that his fault? No, but that begs the question: as a running back worth a high pick? Eh, if it's going to take him over the top, if it's going to take him over the top, I believe they are. But again, I told you last week, as a general manager, I'm taking best player available. Screw it. Yeah, he running backs are never worth a top ten pick ever, no matter who who the running back is. In this day so, and age, it's pointless. So let, let, let's go look. In, in in Zeke's draft, which was the 2016 NFL draft, the next running back chosen was I'm scrolling through it, the next running back chosen was number forty five. Well, it's just so happens that that was Derrick Henry. Okay, so the Cowboys, I guess, could have gone for Derrick Henry. They could have gone Jalen Ramsey because it was in between Zeke and Jalen Ramsey. You know how um, good that team would be with Derrick Henry and Jalen Ramsey. They wouldn't have had Jalen Ramsey. They couldn't have paid him. That's the I thing. Mean, is he, is he, is he would have been Byron Jones two years ago. He, they couldn't have paid him. Yeah. And why was he traded theory, from Jacksonville? Yeah. It, he was traded from Jacksonville because they couldn't pay him. And he was talking. And the Cowboys. And the Cowboys, they definitely could not have paid him. He so it did. Did that Zeke pick work out? Absolutely, it absolutely did. And I, and I think when when push comes to shove, and, and the Cowboys have an out after this year, by the way, which people don't talk about, they have an out in his contract after this year. With I think like next. That's not good money. though. You shouldn't be getting rid of a first round, a high first round pick that early. That early, he will have had six years. Okay, that's. They're also paying that's them ninety a, million dollars. So that's that. I, I if I can go out and get a NFL player in the at, with a fourth overall pick, and the dude is the best player at his position for six years, I'm gonna take it. I'm gonna take it. Maybe, maybe I'm crazy, but if it's not a quarterback and he's the best player at his position for six years, I'm taking it. Second player, and I'm not even really gonna talk about him. Christian McCaffrey. He was the whole Panthers' offense in 2019, besides DJ Moore. But is that because of a lack of talent around him? This year will, in my opinion, be the test. This is my litmus test for him is can he do it again? I have no reason to think he can't um, because he's only gotten better as time has gone on. But just interested to see what he does this year. Saquon, uh, he's going to have numbers. They suck. They absolutely suck. Their best receiver beside or their best player besides him on the offense last year was Evan Ingram. Evan Ingram, if I'm remembering right, got injured 11 games into the season. Their second best player was Golden Tate. Golden Tate missed the first six games of the season due to steroids. They sucked. So, of course, he's going to have numbers. Derrick Henry, will he be as good this year? I don't think he will, but we'll see. The dude can run over like literally any human being in the league. Joe Mixon is rounding out the top five. If he was not playing at Cincinnati and he was in a bigger market on a better team, people would consistently say he was a top five running back. 
Six through ten, going to go through it real quick. Nick Chubb at six, Dalvin Cook at seven, Aaron Jones at eight, Alvin Kamara at nine, Josh Jacobs at ten. He was playing great football before he got hurt. He is, in my opinion, the next great back. And I think at the end of next year, when we're having this conversation in 2021, leading into the 2021-22 season, Derek or Derek Henry, Josh Jacobs, in my opinion, is probably going to be about the third or fourth best running back. I, I really do think he will be. I think him and I think him and Nick Chubb is going to be right there with each other. It, yes, I mean it, it's Josh Jacobs. I'm so high on it. Great running back. Um, and at the end of the day, like they're 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 quietly in Oakland, and this is actually a great segue to to, to what happened in Oakland. Uh, but they're they're quietly putting together a pretty good team there. They they they, they truly are. Um, if they could, if Derek Carr could ever be the the Derek Carr of two years ago, ever again, whenever he was potentially an MVP candidate, exactly before he goes out and breaks his leg. But um, I I think that they could be really good. I really do. Just a little heads up, Josh Jacobs was drafted first round, pick twenty four. So was was he the first? I don't think he was. I don't think he was the first running back off the board, was he? Uh, I can look it. I can look it up. I don't. I don't, I don't I don't think he was he so he was he would have been the 2019 draft um so I mean, I mean y'all I, yes he was the first I'm running looking, back off the board so, so he's the first running back off the board mm-hmm. okay um who, who was the next one I'm scrolling through it yeah he was a uh he, the next one was not until Miles no. Sanders at 53 who's gonna have a people are so high on him this year I know you're high on him because I'm I look at show notes game I don't think he's gonna be that good especially especially with them losing Brandon Brooks, with the Eagles losing Brandon Brooks. Miles Sanders, if you pick him in our fantasy draft, please pick him in the fantasy draft. In fact, pick him in the top five for all I care. You're going to be wasting a pick on him. I don't think Miles Sanders is going to be that good this year. I really don't. I don't think the Eagles are going to be that good this year, if I'm being honest. I don't either. That was a a shameless plug for our fantasy league. Y'all, if you're not in our fantasy league, we're already spilled out. But if we can get even more people in it, let's do it. We'll create a second one. Um, Let's do it. Gabe's like, uh, bro, I don't know if I want to fork over another $25 to Hunter. Go ahead and fork over another 25 bucks to me because I'm taking all y'all's money. Yeah, let's smack talk. No, he's not. He's, he's, he can't do anything. <laughs> so, <laughs> it's going to be the easiest money I've ever made in my life. That, that's what you think. Just wait until you see my draft strategy. It's going to pay off. I, go, I always go kicker in the third round, and I've won every single league I've ever been in. Kicker in the third round, Eddie Pinero last year. That's great. I don't pick a quarterback until the 15th round, so perfect. Hey, I'm just telling you, kicker, then I, I wait till the fifth round to select the defense, and then I start filling out my team from there. Oh, wait, wait, wait. Time, 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 time out. You pick defense fifth? <laughs> the no, kicker, guys, so, I, I had no issues with a kicker. So, the defense? So, what? No, so, so so I typically go, typically, running back, yeah. receiver, Let everyone receiver, know. Running back, typically. I don't care. I don't care what people do. My quarterback is that always. Seems what, that seems what everyone picks, so that's not really surprising. Hey, hey, you, yeah. hey, this will be the this will be the first year. This will be the first year that I've drafted a wide receiver before the fourth round. Because typically, what I do is running back, running back, running back, and then go receivers. Oh, I'm drafting Lamar Jackson first first pick. Pick ten. Ooh, do He's it. off the board. Do it. I'll go ahead and take your money. Well, I already have, so you already know what quarterback I'm going to pick in the fifth. <laughs> Come down Tom Brady, there. yeah, buddy, yeah, buddy, Tom Brady. Uh, I don't pick. I don't, I don't pick Tom Brady. 
he's gonna have uh, a good year. He's gonna. I mean, according to you, he's the third best quarterback in the league this year. So, um, oh, he's yeah. gonna have stats for sure. If you, if you don't pick him in fantasy, then it's gonna be silly. Hey, I, we all but, know who you're picking. If if you could have 15 Kyler Murrays on your team, you would have 15 Kyler Murrays. You exactly. Bozo. So, um, yeah. Um, I mean, really, y'all. I the I I think like Gabe said, the running backs. In today's time, in today's day and time, we have the top 10, maybe 11, 12, depending on upon if you want to be real, real uh, uh, freaky, I guess, for lack of a better term. Um, and then they they just all fall off a cliff from there. David Montgomery, my Bears, um, I wouldn't put him in the top 25 running backs in the league, which is incredibly sad. I would. Um, There's some bad running backs. Like Sonny Michelle, I'm a huge, you know, I'm a huge Patriots fan. And I had such high hopes, especially after that first year. I think everybody did. And he, like, the thing with him, if you watch him, like, people keep on saying, like, give him another year. It's like, it's fine and stuff. But he just doesn't have, like, he doesn't break a tackle. He doesn't, it doesn't seem like he has the explosiveness. He sure does fumble the ball a lot. <laughs> but, and he also doesn't, like, he doesn't make people miss, like, ever. Like, if if someone catches him, he's going down. So, I mean, that that kind of sucks. And then with the, the Patriots getting Lamar Miller and Sony's on pup for who knows how long, and I wouldn't, I wouldn't, I wouldn't even see, like, I wouldn't be surprised if he doesn't really play much this year. And then depends on how Harris plays, if he plays. Najee, does he, does he still have those disgusting dreadlocks? Who? Najee Harris. I don't know who that is. Isn't he the running back, Najee Harris, from Alabama? He could be not for the Patriots. Not for the Patriots. <laughs> I don't know about any, any other teams. I, I think I could have sworn he played for the Patriots. He might have gotten cut. Najee, uh, he probably I'm, he probably. I don't. Know. I don't. I don't know what you you Texans talk about. No, why? I feel like Najee Harris played for the Patriots. Was there any running backs that got? Oh, I'm an, out of the season. I'm, an idiot. I'm an idiot. He just he he he's he's going to be in the 2021 NFL draft. That's why it sounds familiar. Um, Hold on, so can you say that again? Najee Harris is going to be in the. He's not in the, even in the NFL. I'm an no, idiot. No, I, no, before that. Okay, that that's what I wanted to hear. Oh, I'm an idiot. I hate you. So, um, no, um, I think the running back yeah, talk is done. Times. Well, one thing I do want to talk about, and this there was no there was no good way to segue this. One thing I do want to talk about: What do you make of what John Gruden did? What, what, do, you, what awesome. do you make of what he did? So, so get, give the people the the, the backstory, and, the, and let's go from there. So, you know, with all this COVID stuff going around, uh, you got everyone kind of going. So, John Gruden wanted to see how serious his players were about all the precautions and everything. So he tricked his players into thinking he had COVID. And apparently, from all the reports, all the players took it super serious and pretty much passed his test. It's kind of like one of the girlfriend like tests you, it's like sees you cheat on her. It's a terrible this is a terrible like situation to do, but it's still a good outcome. <laughs> yeah, when when I heard it, you so you told me about it. You texted me at like late, late last, late at night last week. And I was asleep. It's actually and every get, night, every night at like eleven thirty about some NFL I, I, thing. I know, I know. I'm like, bro, I'm trying to sleep. I got to get up at like four. But um, unless it was Monday when unapologetically I was watching Married at First Sight, 
and loved it. We stayed up until one thirty watching Married at where watching Married at First Sight. Hey, don't be jealous that you ain't watching Married at First Sight. You ain't watching Amy and Matt get married, and you ain't watching or Amber and Matt. What? You, I mean, you what ain't watching Iris. And, man you told me you were going to watch it at least one episode a day oh no you said like three yeah, episodes was, a day or that, something that, like that that was no i said at least one episode a day and i was going to try to do three or four on the on the weekend you know what my wife told me she said hey i don't want that stuff in our house and so i said okay what, what, wow. my, what my wife what my wife wants typically my wife gets typically when it comes to Fair life enough. when it when it comes to this type of stuff so man i kind of want to watch breaking bad thanks gabe that, that, as soon as we stop recording, you're going. You're going to start something because I'm going to want to watch that. And be like, no, 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 it's 10:31 right now. We need to go to bed, and I don't want to watch this. Golly, Gabe. Then I'll be the one who's texting you at 11:30. Hey, brother, I'm sleeping outside because of you tonight. But <laughs> I won't respond until the morning. <laughs> <laughs> so, guys, I, I thought like when I heard it because I was wondering how I got into that long rant. But when I heard um, the news about about John Gruden. Um, first off, anytime I hear John Gruden, I think of Spider 2Y Banana. But his favorite play. It's, I it's love his it. favorite play. That's his favorite play. But um when I heard it, I was kinda like like I I feel like on one hand, that's it's good. Like like you said, it kind of shows that his players care about him. But on the other hand, like too soon, bro. Like you probably should not say that this soon. You probably shouldn't tell your guys, hey, I have coronavirus, because like these dudes are already like do I want to opt out? Do I not want to opt out? And then you want to say, hey, this- guys, he's he's not here because he has coronavirus. And, and, and the worst part is, is he didn't even send out an email. He didn't even, like, do, like, a video. He had his assistant coach do it. So, like, usually he's the one who's there. This is what oh. I heard. He's usually the one there. And, his and yes, I read this or I heard this. His assistant coach was like, hey, guys, coach ain't going to make it today. And whoever asked why. And they he said, well, because coach has coronavirus. And I was like, oh my, like you, you didn't have the balls to say it to them face to face or video to face. Like you had your assistant coach say it. Probably That's the best way to do it. Wrong. What are you talking about? That's the best way to do it because he didn't actually have COVID. So if he would have told them and he had, he showed no signs or nothing, the players would have known. Why not? Why not? Hey, it's not why that not serious. An, why not send out an email or something? Like why are you going to have an assistant coach say it? You must not, you not, do not ever prank anyone. You, you, you have to I, let it. You got to let I it air married, out and just I, let it go. I, I am. I am married. I have a kid. No, I don't. You can, you can prank both of them if you wanted to. Like instead of fruit, me, do, fruit props. Do, do, do you want? Do you want to have? Do you want to have a co-host next week? <laughs> I, I I think yes. If you don't want to, if if I ever just make you mad or you hate the way this thing's going, just like just, just tell me to prank Tatum. I'll never forget when we were first married. I poured ice on her while she was in the shower. I still think that bruise is healing. Like she was pissed. Yeah, it's not supposed to be mean. Why are you just is, is ma- that, being is that mean? mean? Is that mean? Yeah, my brothers used to do that to me whenever I was a kid, and I hated it. Just because you'd be taking a nice hot shower all of a sudden, an ice bath, it sucks. <laughs> and and mean, you you can't get hurt by doing that. So not a good thing. Oh god, you can get hurt. Oh god, yeah, I, you can you can your body can go into shock. I, 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 I will, I'll try to scare her. Like she'll turn Mr. the corner. Mr. Doctor over here. <laughs> I'll, I'll try to scare her and I'll it, like, she'll turn the corner. I'll go back. And it always ends up that she like laughs. But like when Tatum gets mad, like her instant instinct is to like 
But or like when she gets scared, her instant instinct is to get very, very, very mad very quickly. And then I'm like, oh God, I just screwed up. Like I just royally screwed up and I need to I need to calm her down. So then it's no longer about me pranking her. It's about not getting killed by my wife. So no. In a long story or in a long roundabout way, no. I there is no pranking going on at the Gonzalez household because I like my life. But anyways, the the way they did it was pretty perfect because I don't I don't believe Gruden told his staff until like until he told his assistant to let everyone know, because I mean that's how you that's how you pull off a prank that big, not let anyone know and then let them then tell them and then whenever he, hey it's not actually real he comes up there and talks to all of his players and his players are probably like, laughing yeah. about it afterwards they probably loved <laughs> yeah. it and because he's already like an enthusiastic guy like he seems like he's fun to be around if you're if you love football if you love football. You would love John Gruden, so I think it, I think it's perfect. You know, maybe I'm just a, maybe I'm just I I don't I don't I, mind that he. I did think it your truthfully. wife has scarred you with pranks. <laughs> I mean, I, I kind of like that he did it, but I could also see how certain players would just flip out. Like, oh, like, it's probably not the best thing to do, but it's still. I mean, he did it anyway. Espe- so. Especially in today's day and time, I mean, yeah. it's, I'll I'll never forget. And then I. I'm. I don't have anything else football related, but I'll never forget. I was probably ten, and I go to the White House. I was with my mom and my stepdad, and I go to the White House, and it was a lot different than what it is now. Um, in the sense of like you could get relatively close to. You still couldn't go up to it, but you could get relatively close to it. And again, I was probably nine, ten, y'all. And I looked up to my mom and I said, "Mom." And I promise you, this is how loud I said it. I said, praise the Lord, I have a good mic so that it picks this up. Mom, what would happen if I brought a bomb here? And I was that I was that loud. I, Mom, what would happen if I brought a bomb here? Very quietly. Very quietly. Instantly. And it was like a, just a lighthearted joke. Instantly. Secret Service just like right on me. Sir, what did you just say? And I'm like nine, eight, nine, ten, eleven years old, however old I am. And my mom's like, uh, he was just joking and I'm, I'm going to reprimand him and all that. So like I say all that, like it's probably a bit too soon to be doing that, John Gruden, but still a plus for, for effort and execution, quite honestly. That sounds like a terrible idea. It was a terrible idea about the about the bomb. Te- absolutely, absolutely terrible idea. I shouldn't have said that. Um, but I promise you now, next time I go to DC, I'm I'm not going to ask what would happen if I had a bomb here because I'm a grown man now, and and they're a lot less likely to be nice to a grown man than they are to a little kid. All right. One thing, since I know you know the, who I love this season, this 2020 season, and I've been reading some things about about them. So I have a few questions. Do you, who do you think is going to be better, Kyler Murray or Daniel Jones? That's a stupid question, Kyler Murray. Okay, how come? He has people there. Like who? who? Da- can, like can, who? Can, like who? DeAndre Hopkins would be number one. But hold on, do do you? Could you name me? Could you name me three Giants receivers? I can't name. I can't name you anyone besides Barkley, <laughs> and I guess Gold, what Golden Tate. That's about it. He, don't, he don't play for them. No, I think he does. He did yeah. a three-year deal, if I remember right. Evan I don't, Ingram's there. I, Will Hernandez. I don't like the Giants. Um, they have uh, they don't have Sterling Shepard anymore. Is it, 
Will Hernandez a lineman? Yeah, he's a, he's a left guard out of UTEP, number seventy one. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, I don't like the Giants for, because they beat my Patriots two times in the Super Bowl, so I try not to go by them. Do you mean Do you mean David Tyree did? No. Like, well, well, David Tyree with the helmet catch. Um, yeah, they have Darius it, Slate. That, that wasn't a touchdown in the game. They still could have won. Touche. Touche. Um, Golden Tate's still there. Sterling Shepard's still there. He probably just got a concussion with me saying his name. I like Sterling like, Shepard. He was, he was good with so OU. Good. He was supposed to be so good, and then he just... Injuries. Just, concussions just can kill his career. But continue with your Kyler Murray love story. Oh, I was just. Who else do they have? I mean, that's basically it. They don't. They don't have a good squad around around him. So, of of course, I'm going to take Kyler Murray over Daniel Jones. No, I'm talking about about Kyler Murray. Who else do they have besides Kyler Murray? Ken, Kenny and Drake came on really strong after he was uh, after he was uh, uh, named starter in Week 13 last year. Um, of course, Larry Fitzgod, um, uh, Christian Kirk. Um, Ricky Seals Jones is still there as their tight end. If they can, if they can get a good line, and they've they've developed or they've they've gotten a better offensive line over the past year or this this offseason, I should say, I think that, that he'll be good. But I'm not high on him like like you are. I'm not. I don't think dudes winning the MVP this year like you are. I'm gonna feel like such an idiot if he does. <laughs> but man, when he doesn't, I'm gonna feel so smart. I'm gonna that, be like, I can't hey, wait for that episode because it's. Like I, ha- I like, won't, I won't, I, I, I won't be here. I'm gonna be sick. I think it's, I will, it's I, going to be Kyler Murray. But if he doesn't get it, I have Tom Brady, and it's going to be great if it's one of them. And hopefully, it's Kyler Murray. If if it's Kyler Murray, I'm telling you, I'm taking a week off. I need, I need, I need a week for my for my mental health. I'm, I'm gonna have to take a week off. Hey, I can't do it. I'm, I mean, I know quite a bit about uh, what I think I see in players, so. I the reason I think he's so good is just he's 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 one of the most accurate quarterbacks and he learns from his mistakes. He threw a pick in week one of the NFL you sound, season you sound like and he never coach. made that pick again. You sound he like he never a life made coach. the same mistake again. You all of his like players, he, he learns love from him. his mistakes. He learns from his mistakes. All of his coworkers love him, and and, and he he made that mistake <laughs> once, and he just never made it again. You sound like a life coach, Gabe. No, it's it's. I, could, it's, I, could, I sound I, like someone I that you, is trying to tell you how he's why he's going to win. I could call you the two minute life coach. Anyways, enough of you dissing me. No, that that needs to be the name of this episode: the two minute life coach. Enough of you dissing me. They also upgraded across uh, on the other side of Chandler Jones was Devon Kennard, Devon Kennard, and they already have a decent defense that they got bigger up front. And they got the best wide receiver in the NFL. If you don't think he's the best, then he's a top three. That never drops anything. I just don't understand how people... Like, the MVP is normally based on stats. If he pulls up 5,500 yards, 5,500 yards or whatever, I'd easily happen. Kyler Murray was the best deep passer in the NFL last year. 5,500... They had Larry Fitzgerald and two small guys. 5,500 yards. Like, do you hear how crazy that is? 5,000 yards would be pretty doable. But, yeah, 5,000 5, would be doable. but but um, If 5,000 is doable, then 5,500 is possible. Can, 
There it is. There's, I don't think I don't. Coach, I don't think he. I don't think he'll do it. I don't think he'll get it. But anything is possible. One you one put your mind to it. <laughs> one downside downside I do have on Kyler is his touch on passes isn't that great. So if, if that if that if he does improve on his touch, there's no way he's gonna not win MVP. So so I here here's why I don't think he will be that great this year. It's not necessarily an indictment on him, um, and then we can wrap up. It's not necessarily an indictment on him. It's just more of a, a testament to, to the opponents. He goes against Aaron Donald and Jalen Ramsey. Did that last year? Nick, Nick Bosa and Richard Sherman. And then um, I don't even know who's going to be the top. It's it's uh, – uh, oh, my goodness. I can't think of the defensive tackle who plays for the Seahawks. And um, – I just went blank as a wall with the Seattle Seahawks, but he goes against great defenses. He's, he's he's in a league or he's in a division with great defenses. So at the end of the day, I I think he'll be great. I really do like. like I think he's going to have a good year, but I don't think that we're going to sit here and, and and come February, come March, come April, we're going to say like, oh, Kyler Murray had had an MVP year, and I'm so glad he won the MVP. I I just and I've said I've said that from the get go. Excuse me, y'all. That. I don't see him winning the MVP, but again, if he does, then I'm gonna have to say, Gabe, you were right, and and and, and I'll take it. I'm a, I'm a grown man here, and I have no problem admitting that uh, when I'm wrong. And and maybe I'm wrong. Do I think I am? No, so I don't think anybody ever thinks if, they are. Though, if you're so adamant on him not winning the MVP, who do you have winning the MVP? We need to talk about this. Probably, I want to do this in two episodes. I want to have a pretty in-depth um, preview because I'm going to have to, I'm going to have to look um, a, a guy that truthfully, and I don't, I was just hating on him. I was just hating on him last week and I've hated on him so much to so many people. Dak Prescott, it wouldn't surprise me. It would not surprise me. Tom you, Brady would time out. You think my Kyler Murray take is so outrageous and in a quarterback that has everything around him and he still can't produce that great. Is going to win it? You, you just admitted it's all about numbers. Tom Brady wouldn't surprise me either. No, Tom, Tom Brady is like that's kind of like an obvious pick for me because it would be like a fairy tale kind of thing. If he plays good, it's everyone's the narrative is going to be great for him. And then you, I mean, that offense is stacked. There's nothing. There's, I mean, the only that's, st- that's why it wouldn't surprise me if Dak won it is because that offense is stacked. I mean. I just don't see them getting it. If, now, if do, that, do if, I see it happening? Probably If not. Dak wins MVP, that means Zeke had a terrible year. Russian. Not necessarily. Not necessarily. Yeah, there's no way that Zach... Zach it's, there's no way Dak is going to win MVP with an elite running back. I want to do an episode. And, and do that next week. CD Lamb is... For Dak to win it... Amari Cooper is going to have to be the top five wide receiver. CD Lamb is going to have to be the best wide receiver out of the draft in the last five years. And Michael Gallup just has to be Michael Gallup. That's what, there's no way. So we, we were talking about what next week's going to be. I, I was going to say two weeks. We're, we're, let's, do a, let's do a preview episode next week. It's going to be a little bit longer, y'all. It's gonna be it's gonna be a little bit longer. Um, I know this one was just a hair longer, but it's gonna be a little bit longer uh, because 
we're going to get into it. And it's not so much necessarily going to be a debate as it's going to be, we're just going to ask questions to each other. Hey, why do you feel this way? Hey, why do you feel that way? So on and so forth. Um, because I, I want to, yeah, I want to do that. How's that sound, Gabe? Does that sound like a winner? Sounds great. Also, I do. I made a small little video on Kyler Murray on our YouTube page. Guys, go look at it. Kyler Murray on our Two Minute Drill YouTube page. Like, subscribe to us. Um, and again, as always, y'all, like, subscribe, share, donate to our Patreon. $2, $1, $2, $10. That's it. I'm just asking you to literally fork over a McDouble. That's the equivalent of what I'm asking. Feed us. We're saving lives. <laughs> we are we are saving uh, your brain one two-minute drill at a time. And and Gabe, he may quit AT and T and become a life coach after 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 this. I mean, he he was he was so anything is possible. You put your mind to it. He learns from his his mistakes and he just gets better. So, guys. As always, like, subscribe, share. <laughs> like, subscribe, and share. Um, we thoroughly enjoyed this. This has been episode seven. Remember, we've made it further than most. We're going to keep on going. This has been episode seven of the Two Minute Drill. I am out. Gabe, what do you have? Nothing. Have a good one. Perfect. Adios, y'all. Be good. Be good.